Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website gilmores.ie to see the amazing 221 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here. It's Friday. Hope you're feeling good. You can get in touch with me on WhatsApp or text 086 1800 658. You know, I love to hear from you. Let's kick things off with Beyonce. I love it. Beyonce on a Friday morning. Crazy in love. You're listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you and we have a jam-packed show on the way. We do, we do. We're going to be talking style. We're going to be talking movies. We're going to be, you know, having a dance party later on. It's all happening right here. And, you know, you need a bit of cheering up, don't you, on a miserable, wet, disgusting Friday morning that's out there. Oh my God, it's horrific. And just, you know, as you go about your morning and you're looking at the rain out there, wherever you are, maybe you're out in, in it, Spare a thought for about 30 or so six-year-olds, five and six-year-olds, who've headed off on what's supposed to be the most amazing day in your primary school life (laughs) during the year, the school tour. Yep, packed them off this morning for the school tour to Newgrange Farm. And uh, it's really just a day for the ducks out there in Newgrange Farm. And, uh, oh, I'm just thinking of them. They're probably absolutely drowned at this stage. But, uh, yeah, he's headed off on the tour. It hasn't phased him. You know what I mean? He's delighted with his life. He's not in class. You know, he's out having the crack. So <laughs> that's what they're at today. They're at Newgrange Farm. And no doubt they will have a great day. They will. They will. Uh, now, we are on a Friday on this show. It's all about the Friday Floor Filler song. It is. And even though we've had a short week, we're still getting the weekend started early on 11 to 1 yes Friday Floor Filler on 11 to 1 Fridays mean dance party on this show every single Friday I select a song that I feel will get you in the mood to dance and get you kind of in the mood for the weekend and we do have a dance party after 12 but before that I always play a little taster of what the song is going to be after 12 and uh, this song that I have is normally a couple of seconds of it played in reverse and last week you were extremely quick on the mark on this Um, so I'm hoping that you're going to be just as quick this week okay this is a real banger of a club tune okay that's the only kind of hint I'm going to give you 
So what am I looking for you to do? Well, we're going to take a listen to about 10 seconds of this song in reverse. And I want you to guess what is our Friday Floor Filler song. If you can get the artist and the name of it, that would be great. But even just the name of it to 86 658 Here it is in reverse. Yeah, it's <laughs> it just stops really abruptly there. Do you want to hear it again? I'll play a few once more. I think it's easy. I think it's easy this week. Do you think you know what my Friday floor filler song? Get your answers into me. Oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. There's Mumford and Sons with The Cave on LMFM's 11 to 1. There's a couple of answers trickling in on 086-1800-658 for my Friday Floor Filler song. Most people getting it right. By the way, if you want to send me a little voice note as well, I love getting voice notes. You just hold down your record button on your WhatsApp. 086-1800-658. Now, big fashion moment earlier this week as the Met Gala uh, took place. So this is, you know, kind of the who's who in Hollywood, uh, as well as, you know, the fashion world comes together. And um, there's always kind of a theme to the Met Gala. And it's, you know, it's very star studded. And this year, it was a gilded glamour themed affair. And it was at New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art. And the only person really that's grabbing, you know, most of the headlines is Kim Kardashian. And there's a whole hullabaloo over her wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress. I'm going to tell you all about this and kind of what the Ferrari is about just after these. 11 to 1. Just a reminder for people who are doing the Darkness Into Light walk uh, tomorrow. So uh, at 3.30am, our own Chris Murray is leaving the comfort of his bed much earlier than he usually does. uh, And he's going to be live right here for a special Darkness Into Light show. So if you are getting up to walk, run, or even if it's just to stand outside your door to see the sunrise, tune into LMFM. We're going to be with you on your Darkness Into Light journey. And Chris wants to hear from you. So if you can send in voice notes to him and videos throughout the morning, uh, the best way to do that is on WhatsApp 86 658 and he's already been putting in some of the songs to kind of get people motivated for walk-ins. There's some great songs in there, great selection. So if you are doing Darkness into Light, do get in touch with Chris on uh, 86 658 Now we were talking before the break there about the Met Gala, big event that happened in the fashion world and Kim Kardashian starting a Ferrari over a Marilyn Monroe dress. I'll tell you all about it after some more music. Here's Maroon 5. With memories on 11 to 1 and it was all about nostalgia at the Met Gala and um, people are not happy. I mean, it's Kim Kardashian, right? And in fairness to her, she's a pop culture phenomenon kind of in her own right, okay? But she has become the only other person to wear a historic garment. It is Marilyn Monroe's happy birthday dress that she wore in 1962 when she sang, you know, that famous Happy birthday to the Mr. President. Yep. Yeah. Uh, at the time. And a lot of people are giving out. They're giving out. Textile conservators and fashion curators specifically, they are appalled because uh, they're saying, you know, this, this, um, you know, there's, there's a professional way that you handle a historic costume like this. You know, God only knows what could have happened to it. Now, she only wore it, I think, for three minutes or something like that as she walked the red carpet and then she changed into, um, 
a kind of another another one that was a copy of it. But there's a lot of people that are giving out about it, uh, including the chief conservator at the Cleveland Museum of Art. Um, and she's actually formula, formerly a conservator at the Met Ga- uh, Costume Institute. Her name is Sarah Scat- Scatoro. And she's saying, you know, in the 80s, a bunch of costume professionals came together to state a resolution that historic costumes should not be worn. Uh, so my worry is that my uh, that colleagues in historic uh, costume collections are now going to be pressurised by important people to let them wear garments. You know, another person is saying you just don't wear archived history pieces. Um, you know, it's something that is a huge cultural importance and value and we want to save it. Um, now, I think, you know, the uh, people that gave Kim Kardashian the, the dress, I think it was the Ripley's Museum, uh, they said, you know, that there was no tan, there was no like body makeup, you know, there was a lot of things to make sure that, you know, body oils and things like that didn't get onto the, the dress. But I'm wondering what people think about this. Like in fairness, she did. I I felt she looked great. Now my problem with this was that Kim Kardashian, of course, being Kim Kardashian, decided then to tell reporters that she essentially went on a ridiculous diet and starved herself to fit into the dress, which of course is going to have lots of repercussions for young impressionable people who you know look up to the likes of Kim Kardashian. This is not the message we want to be sending to people. Um. You know, at the time, Marilyn Monroe herself had to actually be sewn into uh, the dress herself uh, before her performance. Um, and I don't know, like, I, I would kind of agree to an extent in terms of the, you know, conserving history. And it was an iconic moment. I don't think something like that can be relived. I'm also, I also kind of feel it's a bit problematic that it's Kim Kardashian of all people that's kind of wearing this. And it's, is it one of these things again that, you know, oh, what Kim Kardashian gets, she wants kind of thing? Is it the spoiled money talks kind of idea? Did she really just want to pay tribute to Marilyn Monroe or did she want to be the focus of attention that we're now all giving her? I don't know. What's your views on this? We are going to be discussing this with Maria Macklin very, very shortly. Should the garment have just been left where it was, it protected behind glass for people to look at or do you kind of think oh get over yourself Sinead let Kim Kardashian wear it if she wants to let me know 086 1800 658 There's Monday with Galway Girl yeah we are talking about Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress some messages coming in on 086 1800 658 keep them coming in to me we are going to be chatting to Maria Macklin all about this plus is it the end of the suit has Covid kind of put a stop to men wearing suits. Maria's going to put a, a, a spin on that as well. She's going to be chatting to us very, very shortly, just after these. 11 to 1. This week, celebrities were glammed to the nines and the red carpet as the Met Gala took place. But once again, Kim Kardashian was making headlines because she wore the iconic happy birthday dress owned by Marilyn Monroe, who first wore it in 1962 during a celebration for the then American president, John F. Kennedy. Many are criticising Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum for allowing it to be worn. We're going to discuss that. Plus, has COVID put an end to the suit with more of us working from home and workplaces taking a more casual approach? Is it the end of this men's wear staple? We're going to discuss both of these topics with our regular contributor image consultant Maria Macklin from House of Colour. How are you doing Maria? Hi Sinead, good morning. I'm well, thanks. I'm good, I'm good. Now this was the biggest event in the fashion calendar the Met Gala and you know the focus once again was on Kim Kardashian and wearing a fairly iconic dress. Many are saying she shouldn't have been allowed to wear it. I'm going to get to some messages coming in here as well on 86 658 but what's your views on it now Maria? Well, I have to agree with everybody. I don't think she should be, have been let wear it as either. I mean, 
I, I, I've been thinking about it a lot this week and the initial reaction was, wow, isn't this amazing? She's got that dress and it, it brought the focus back onto Marilyn Monroe and her story. And then the, um, the language changed and it became very negative through the week. Um, and, and I was just thinking about it. I mean, I mean imagine if I walked into the, 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 the National Museum or Trinity College and said, you know, I want to use the Arda chalice or <laughs> I want to have a look at the Book of Kells. Can I take it to a party? I mean, could you imagine the reaction? <laughs> so for me, you know, that's, that's what it was. And, and the fact that she only wore it for three minutes and then changed out of it means that why didn't she just wear a replica to start with? Yeah. And she didn't fit into it either. I mean, she said she lost a whole lot of weight. So there were a whole lot of bad messages here. First of all, that she wore it. Second of all, that she lost weight to fit into it, which I don't ever encourage anybody to do. Um, and thirdly, I mean, even when she did that, she still didn't fit into it. So yeah. I was I was listening to that conservator yesterday and she said that every time that fabric is touched, it weakens, it's silk and it weakens. And she's really disturbing history and I just don't think that was right. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree completely. I love that. Can I just borrow the Arda Chalice there from your party? <laughs> love it. That'll be next. That'll be next. So Mess just coming in on this. Uh, Kim Kardashian wants the whole world to see her as she sees herself like somebody important. At least she had said she had to lose weight. Uh, that'll finally uh, make some unhappy women kind of, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's sort of yeah. saying about weight. Yes, I understand. Uh, Kim Kardashian has smeared that dress forever. She's become a famous because of a sex video for heaven's sakes poor Marilyn's wonderful memory of this dress is now tainted forever this should never have happened uh, another one here saying Sinead I agree keep it behind glass and away from obnoxious people like the Kardashians says Linda yeah I think you know you're right it was a moment in time and as Marilyn Monroe apparently said herself to the designer when he was creating it for her he, she said I want to create something that's just historic you know yeah. a real wow dress and that's yeah. what she did yeah. you know and I think yeah. like that it's something that we we should admire from from a museum and you know as you say of course then Kim Kardashian tells people that she starved herself to fit into the dress I mean it's such such a bad bad message message. yeah such a bad message she has a platform out there that she needs to be using in a much different way than that I mean it's I never ever tell my clients they need to starve themselves to fit into something. You buy the clothes that fit you the way you are. I mean, it's it's nonsense. That's nonsense. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like Kim Kardashian had to lose weight in the first place. I mean, my God, well, what did she? She is what she is. You're, yeah. she's a curvy body, and that's what she is. And that's you know, I mean, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I could talk about it all. Day. I know, and like <laughs> as angry. yeah, and as the conservatives rightly said, you know, is this now going to open the floodgates for everybody yeah. thinking that they can wear whatever they want? And, and walk the red carpet in, in more of these iconic garments. Um, yeah, really bad move, I, I think. think not, actually. I think that because of this, it will stop. It, it, it happened once. The, the, the public publicity was negative. The whole feeling about it was negative. So I'm hoping that people have the sense not to ask because it shouldn't yeah. and it won't. I'd, I'd say it won't happen again. Yes, hopefully not, hopefully not. Now, some, something that may not be happening again, I don't know what you feel about this, but uh, there was a great article that you sent me from uh, The Guardian and it featured a tailor from Henry Poole & Co who are suffering big time as a result of the pandemic and... This is really interesting because I wouldn't have thought of tailors, you know, uh, even well, I would imagine pre-pandemic that they were maybe on the decline. I mean, but do people still go to tailors now? Yes, they do, actually. It, actually, it's not the tailoring. It's the, it's the regularity with which suits are worn, I think, is the issue. 
Suits used to be used as an index on spending, on, on consumer spending, and now they're not because they're not worn regularly. There was a time when a man didn't even think twice about getting up and putting on a suit. You know, if you watch some of the older generation, when they come yeah. into town, they still get dressed up in their suit because that's the way it was. That's changing. So it's it's not the fact that tailors are disappearing. They are being used for special occasion wear. So suits are now have now become special occasion wear. And you often see people getting suits made for a wedding. You know, so for, for, so for that special occasion, suits are still worn. And you, if you look at the communions and the confirmations, the young fellows are all wearing suits. So it's not that they're disappearing. I think the the way they're being worn has changed. Yeah. And as you say, you know, it's not uh, even now, you know, as well, uh, there's so many of us working from home, obviously, but as well as that, there's, uh, you know, there's more of a casual approach, isn't there, in the workplace yeah. as well? A bit yeah, of a hybrid of, 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 of dress that's going on. And uh, one thing I think that's that's good, actually, in terms of this hybrid is um, men have kind of adopted, you know, say the jeans or chinos with a blazer and shirt and, and they still look really great. Yes, you can do it a whole lot of ways. I think the smart casual logo, that, that, that frame, that terminology, puts people into a bit of a spin because they don't know whether they should be smart or casual. Some people, in my opinion, go too casual. You mm. need to also consider the smart. So you need both. Um, and the suit was easy because you get up, you put it on, you didn't have to think about it. You know, it was like the school uniform when you had your school uniform. Yeah. It was easy. You didn't have to think about it. My children love the fact that they don't have to think about what to wear. So the suit is, because that's gone, people are in a bit of a spin because they're not quite sure what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. So we're in a, an era where um, people are still finding their way, I think. And you're right, adding a blazer will always give you authority. That's why you see them hanging in the back of cars. You know, they're, yes. they're on a hanger on the, on the back window because it's a great way of putting on your armour before you go into something important. And that's really what it signifies, you're putting on your armour. So yeah. the suit is still around. It's just going to be worn differently, worn less frequently perhaps. Um, and really what I what I wanted people to really think about is the fit of the suit. The suit should be worn as if you're not even, you shouldn't even feel you're wearing it. It shouldn't be restricting and it shouldn't be uncomfortable. And really what sparked my attention on this was watching somebody being fitted for a suit in a shop and just cringing because the suit was two sizes too small. Um, and I was just wondering how he was going to get through his day because, yeah, I, need, I mean, he, he couldn't move. <laughs> yeah, you need to get it properly fitted. You really yeah. do. And in most good menswear shops around the place, there is a guy. He has the measuring tape around his neck. You'll see yeah. him there. He is yeah. the man to go to to get fitted out for this. And, you know, uh, my husband is a one suit kind of guy, Marie. I mean, like <laughs> this suit gets pulled out for weddings, christenings, the whole shebang. And in fairness, yeah, it has lasted. That's the way it is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, sort yeah. of one good, well-fitting suit uh, with a few one sort of different shirts. Is that the best way to kind of go? Yes. One good, well-fitting suit. Measure yourself before you go into the oh. shop. I brought my son in and I had him measured beforehand. So I knew how to do his chest measurement. That's the key measurement for your jacket, your chest measurement. And you, you put the tape under your arms, get someone to help you, leave a few finger widths Mm -hmm. between the tape and your chest so that there's a bit of room for manoeuvre and that's your chest measurement. If I hadn't done that, my son would have been put into a suit two inches or four inches too small for him. So I knew what he he needed. You need to check the length of the suit jacket. It should be at where your thumb, when you have your hands down by your side, where your thumb ends is where your jacket top bottom should also end. No shorter than that. That's a really good tip. I mean, it's easy. Put your arms straight down and where your knuckles are or your thumb ends is where your suit should end 
And there are a couple of things about suits. If you can't afford a really expensive suit, buy the best shirt you can afford because a good shirt will upmarket a suit, a cheaper suit. So don't skimp on the shirt mm-hmm. if you have to skimp on the suit. So watch your budget for there and just buy the best shirt you can afford because that will always upmarket a suit. The reverse is true. If you buy a really good suit and you buy a cheap shirt, everything will move downward. So that will downgrade your whole look. Okay, really interesting. And in terms of you had a really great tip on your Instagram as well, which I loved and my husband found extremely useful as well. It was to do with what shoes to wear with different colour suits. Yes, the darker the suit, the darker the shoe is is the general guideline. And that's an easy one to remember. If you're wearing a black suit, it should always, always, always be a black shoe. Yeah. Always. You never wear a black shoe with a brown suit. You can wear a black suit shoe with a, a dark grey suit, a navy suit and a black suit. And really, the darker the suit, the darker the shoe. And the other thing which I often see in wedding photographs is to, too is take the phone out of your trousers pocket. Oh, God, yes. Your inside <laughs> jacket pocket. There's yeah. a pocket bulge there, which drives me insane. Move the phone into your inside jacket pocket. It's much more streamlined. And then you don't have that bulge. <laughs> I call it the pocket bulge. <laughs> it is the pocket bulge with the phone. phone I know, I hear what you're yes. saying. Now, what about yes. grooms as well that want to maybe do something a little bit different? They want to not kind of go with the traditional kind of uh, look for, for weddings. Is there different colours? Should men be a bit oh, braver yeah. as well in terms yes. of colour? Yeah, yeah. Colours, oh, I mean, everybody goes for their neutrals. They go yeah. for a brown, black or grey or navy. But there, there is lots to choose from. So you could choose a different coloured jacket with a neutral coloured trouser. Um, you don't even need to wear a shirt and tie anymore. So there, if you, again, back to the Met Gala, but if you look at red carpets now, suits are being worn in a lot of very interesting ways. So go for something interesting if that if that works with your personality. If you're a very conservative classic person and you come in in a zany suit, the two won't work together. No. But if you're... If you're out there and you're a bit more adventurous and you're a bit less conservative and you're a bit more dramatic or a bit more relaxed about things and you want to have in some print or you want to have a different type of tie. I saw a really interesting tie the other day called a scrunch tie. Oh. Like something from Bridgerton. Yeah, it's oh, lovely. Yeah, so there's lots to choose from. And with the return of the, the emphasis on Bridgerton and Peaky Blinders and all of those things, suits have become... Have interesting suits have have come back, and people are wearing those little watch chains. Mm. Waistcoats are back, so you know, people are wearing a three piece rather than a two piece suit now. And there's lots of fits. You can have a higher. You can have two buttons, one button, double breasted, single breasted, double vent at the back, a single vent at the back, no vent at the back. So there's lots you can do to change the fit of your suit and to change the look. And well, just remember the tips get the thing measured properly make sure it's a well-fitting suit and make sure you have a really nice striking shirt as well underneath that Maria as yeah. always thank you so so much for joining us with all of that great style chat you're welcome Sinead thanks, thanks a million me. Maria Macklin there you can find her on social media Unlocking Your Style that's the way uh, you'll find her on Instagram Facebook Twitter she's uh, on social media there and uh, we'll join Maria next month for more style chat 11 to 1 with LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 7 We're going back to the day. This day in 1840 and world's first adhesive postage stamp, postage stamp, the Penny Black, was first used in Great Britain. The stamp featured a profile of a young Queen Victoria. Also on this day, but in 1961, George Clooney was born. It's his birthday today. And today is National. National Space Day. Space boffins and science fans alike celebrate today with a dedicated day of observance to anything in the great beyond. So National Space Day today.
LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Just getting back to another message here about Kim Kardashian. Kim shouldn't have been allowed to wear it as piece as beautiful as this. Marilyn Monroe is a beautiful woman. That was her dress made for her and to let it be worn by somebody else devalued it. If she was still alive and had the permission maybe uh, and gave permission it might have been different. And the money that was paid definitely money talks. So when you look at the dress now it won't be seen in the same way because Marilyn wasn't the last person to wear it. Yeah, very interesting point. I think we should just block it from our minds completely and hopefully something like this won't happen again. Thank you so much for all your messages on that one. Now, there's only one song that we need you to guess that we're going to be playing after 12. It's our Friday Floor Filler song. Few people getting it. I can tell you it's from 1998 and I can tell you it was a song by Canadian Euro dance group Love Inc. Here it is again for you. Can you guess it? 86 658 All will be revealed after 12 news. 11 to 1. With There's James Arthur. Say you won't let go. You're listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. And it's very, very, it's going to be very soon now. We're going to be doing our little dance party. Just before we do, I'm giving you one last chance, okay, to see can you get what our Friday Floor Filler song is. I did give you some clues. It is from 1998. It is by Canadian Eurodance group Love Inc., I told you. Here it is again in reverse, just for the stragglers at the back. It's on the tip of your tongue, isn't it? Yeah, it's on the tip of your tongue. 086-1800-658. Last call for guesses. We're going to be playing the Friday Floor Filler song just after The Buzz. The Buzz on LMFM. With the Crown Plaza Dundalk. Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art. Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all. Hi, I'm Louise. Season 3 of Derry Girls is in full swing and we've got a special episode to look forward to next week. It's going to be focusing on Ma Mary and Aunt Sarah and the episode will feature a flashback to their younger selves. Here's a clip of one of Aunt Sarah's best lines. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm not enjoying this ball. Desperate, disgusting and disgraceful. I have an appointment in Tropicana at 12, 15 minutes in the stand-up, but sure, I'll not get over the bridge at this rate. It's going to play havoc with my builder. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher are to reprise their roles for that 70s show sequel. The spin-off will also see guest appearances from the original cast members. The sequel will be called That 90s Show. A new trailer for the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series has just been released and we get some glimpses of Darth Vader. It's the second teaser Disney has released for the upcoming series. They're coming. Stay hidden. Or we will not survive. Leave us alone. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father. That's the buzz. I'm Louise. 
The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people thecrownplazadundalk.ie has it all Friday Floor Filler on 11 to 1 we look so much forward to this every single Friday it is our Friday Floor Filler song and I can say, Lauren and Doc, you're getting it right. Also, uh, there's Ken, he's getting it right as well. Who else is on WhatsApp here? Uh, also, Tarina Corrigan and Tenor getting it right. So many of you guessing this one today. It is from Love Inc. And it is Superstar. Here is your Friday floor filler. Oh, it's brilliant. There's Love Inc. You're a superstar. Our Friday floor filler song bringing back memories that probably should be repressed of a teenage disco. You know, when you're there and you're trying to get your groove on with your mates and then a fella comes up and goes, will you shift me friend? And you're looking going, oh, <laughs> maybe not. My jam is on. Do you know what I mean? My song is on. I can't. <laughs> anyway, Friday floor filler song back next week for you. By the way, if you have a Friday song that you would love me to play as the Friday floor filler song, get in touch with me. I'm always looking for inspiration for this. 086-1800-658. Now it's time to talk movies with Niall O'Brien. He's joining us after these. LMFM's Real Reviews, sponsored by Omniplex Cinemas. The best place to see the biggest blockbuster movies in Drogheda, Dundalk and Balbriggan. It is Friday, which means we are talking movies and Niall O'Brien is on the line. How are you doing, Niall? I am doing super because there's a new Marvel movie out today. <laughs> and why? I mean, how could I be any happier than I am? Yes, I know. You're like chomping at the bit for this. But before all Doctor Strange talk begins, let's talk competition because we have a pair of tickets to the Omniplex Cinemas to give away. We do, yes, in our regular segment, Who's That Talking Now? If you can identify the voice of the mystery actor or filmmaker, we will give you a pair of tickets to the Omniplex Cinema. Yes, courtesy of our friends at Omniplex Cinemas, we have a pair of tickets to give away to the movie of your choice at any of their locations around the northeast. So you have Omniplex Deluxe Venue in Drogheda, Omniplex in Dundalk or Omniplex in Balbriggan. And uh, there's no better way to see them is on the big screen. All of the details can be found at omniplex.ie. And... You've got to see Doctor Strange on the big screen. Of You've course. You've got to go and see it in the best cinema you can. Yes. Yeah, like you can't be looking at that now in a piddly screen. It has to be on the no. big screen. Um, so, as always, we have our mystery voice. I am confused. I did have a sneaky listen to this. I no idea, really, who this okay. is. So, we what I need a clue. What I will say, first of all, is it's always somebody connected to one of the things that we're talking about today. And I'll give you a clue. It's not Doctor Strange. All right. <laughs> you probably haven't heard this guy in a while because he's kind of been semi-retired. Okay. But he's back with a new project. And the other thing I'll say is he's a little bit hoarse in this clip. So you've got to. But if you listen all the way to the end, there's a big clue as to who he is. OK, so who is this talking now? If you think you know the answer, 086-1800-658. I read him a, a, a you know, bedtime story and he went, Dad, I have a question. I thought, OK, here comes, you know. And I thought, you know, why is this guy blue? He went, do you think there's going to be a fourth Austin power? OK, do you know, yeah, he he is a bit hoarse at the end. Uh, probably, probably, but there is probably, a clue, maybe. I think there, there is at the end, yeah. yeah. And maybe, maybe he's not. Uh, maybe he's not horse. Maybe he's donkey. Well, he's okay. not donkey, but he, you know, 
He would say that. Okay, okay, I love it. Okay, let, if you think you know who our mystery voice is, there's a pair of Omniplex tickets up for grabs. 0861800658. Okay, I know you're just like dying to talk all things strange. So let's uh, this, get into this now. Yeah, this is the problem though. I'm dying to talk all things strange, but I don't want to give anybody any spoilers going into it. So I'm going to be very careful. So don't worry if you're waiting to go and see it. I'm not going to give a, I, I'm going to give as little as possible away so you can enjoy it as much as I did. Okay, so, so before you start now because there's so many movies in the comic book world so where am I now I've seen the latest Superman or Spider-Man so right. is this following on from that or is this completely different do I forget that or where are we in the universe with this you're in the multiverse you're not even okay. in the universe so <laughs> The one thing I will say, so this is a sequel to not only Doctor Strange, the uh, original Doctor Strange movie, and not only Avengers Endgame, but also, as you say, Spider-Man No Way Home, which uh, was the most recent, I guess, Marvel uh, movie in which we saw Doctor Stephen Strange. So this follows on, I guess, directly from that, or we meet him kind of after the events of that Spider-Man movie. And Dr. Stephen Strange has been invited to attend the wedding of his ex-girlfriend. So he's not very happy. Christine Palmer, played by Rachel McAdams, who was in the first Dr. Strange movie. And she's kind of the unrequited love, the one that got away. He's, you know, he's very conflicted about it. And as he's at the wedding uh, and he's feeling a bit uncomfortable probably drinking a little bit too much luckily enough chaos erupts in the streets outside because a giant octopus like creature is chasing a girl a girl called uh, America Chavez who's played by Zochi Gomez in this movie and she's she's basically the she's very important I guess to the plot of this film and this octopus creature is has been chasing her across the multiverse because she has a, a special power and her special power is to be able to travel between universes to different earths uh, the only thing is she doesn't exist exactly know how to control it um strange and his uh, the sorcerer supreme wong from the other uh, avengers movies and doctor strange movies uh, they leap into action to save america chavez and they learn that the reason that she's being chased is somebody wants to get their hands on her power to travel to alternate universes and and suck them out of her and kill her basically and strange thinks that there's witchcraft involved maybe so he goes to seek the guidance of wanda maximov uh, who we would have last seen in the disney plus show one division yes. so we have a clip here from the trailer so it doesn't really give a lot out but it give, you know it gives you a little idea i did look for another tri- uh, clip maybe with a bit of talking but there's a lot of banging and clashing and clips you know <laughs> very visual things. clips that don't really work on the radio <laughs> so let's let's listen to this I've been dreaming every night. The same dream. Every morning, the same nightmare. The stranger. The fate of the multiverse. Oh yeah, like I'm I'm in it. Do you know what I mean? I I can't wait for this. You know I'm a big comic book movie fan anyway, and I I have to say I do love Benedict Cumberbatch in, in Doctor Strange. So that just has me hooked into this now straight away. Yeah, he really is. Now, like I say, this film has a lot of heavy lifting to do. It's the sequel to Doctor Strange, the sequel to Avengers Endgame, the sequel to Spider-Man No Way Home, and the sequel to One Division as well. So. 
I would say, although maybe you probably don't have to see the first Doctor yes. Strange movie, okay. you would at least have to see maybe One Division or have an idea about One Division because the plot of that really is uh, very heavily heavily influences the plot of this film. Um, now, there, what do I say without giving a lot away? <laughs> I, I mean, I really enjoyed this movie. This movie is directed by Sam Raimi, who's a director. Again, he's kind of taken a break for for a long time. He's not the mystery voice, by the way, but we haven't seen a movie from him in, in a while. He would have made the three Spider-Man Tobey Maguire movies, mm-hmm. and his background really is in kind of horror uh, with the Evil Dead franchise. And he's a very distinctive visual style, which he brings to this film especially the the third act of it. There's a great dynamic between Doctor Strange and America Chavez, this young girl that he's trying to to, uh, protect from this big bad who wants to suck her power out and kill her. And, um, you know, it's it's really lovely. In the same way, kind of, in a way, the dynamic between between Doctor Strange and Peter Parker. I was just going to say, I loved that. Yeah, I loved that dynamic. He's kind of that, I don't know if he's quite a father figure or kind of, you know, almost like (laughs) an older brother who's like, oh, Oh, for God's oh no, sake, he's, you know? he's a disreputable uncle figure. That's yeah, what he is. Possibly, yeah. Um, and they they were they are very good together. I think the two of them. Uh, there's a lot going on in this film, an awful lot. There are like when you go and see it, you'll be ringing me up, going, "And who was this? And who was that?" Okay. I didn't understand what that was. But for the hardcore comic book fans, they will be in their seats, going, "Oh wow, I can't believe they had this person in it or that person in it." You know, uh, what I loved as well about this film is they let, in the same way they let Taika Waititi with the Thor movies put his own stamp on them. Mm. This, especially towards the second half of this film you can really see Sam Raimi going to town. Like, there's an early action sequence in this, the one that I'm talking about with the, with the giant octopus and all that, that's very, it reminded me so much of a, a, a similar action sequence in Spider-Man 2 with Dr. Octopus, only in this case, the octopus is a giant, one-eyed, flailing creature Squid. from a different dimension, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, in the third act, it really, I would say, becomes nearly like a Sam Raimi, like an army of darkness kind of thing, you know. Cool. And that brings me, I guess, to the, the rating of this film. This is a 12A movie. This is not for littlies, really. Oh, okay. Uh, I would say, although they might be dying to see it, there's imagery in this, which I loved seeing, but I was going, if you're young, you're going to have nightmares. What are we giving this star-wise? Ah, look, I'm always going to go high with it. Um, I think it's probably not for everybody because it's heavy into the lore and maybe not as fan or audience pleasing as something like Spider-Man No Way Home but I I enjoyed it it was a four star Okay so Doctor Strange it's out in cinemas today uh, Okay so we're moving on now and maybe this might give people a little idea into our mystery voice who knows uh, we've got a Netflix pick here what's I don't even know how to pronounce this what is this It's the Pentaverus I thought you would remember because the, the Pentaverus it's basically <laughs> recently you will have watched because we discussed it on our podcast So I Married an Axe Murderer oh yes of course yeah. and um, the main character's father is obsessed with this conspiracy theory that the Pantavrit is five of the world's wealthiest <laughs> men who rule uh, in this super secret society of course yeah yeah, and of course So I Married an Axe Murderer was uh, a Mike Myers movie and uh, this is a Mike Myers six-part Netflix comedy series based around that premise. So just um, to repeat that, Mike Myers is in this. Mike Myers okay. is in this. He's Lovely. in it. He wrote it. And not only that, he plays eight different people oh, in his, eight different okay. characters. So we have a clip again. This is from a trailer, but it'll give you some idea what to expect. Congratulations. You've just been kidnapped into the world's oldest and most effective 
secret society of five men. Lord Lordington, our highest ranking member, former Australian media mogul Bruce Baldwin, ex-member of Putin's oligarchy Mishu Ivanov, Alice Cooper's former manager Shep Gordon, and you. Ken, man on the street opinions come from Twitter now. Please, give me one more chance. Maybe you're destined for something greater. I'm being sent to Dubrovnik, I repeat, sent to Dubrovnik. Okay, I. this is intriguing. This is, you know, like you say, I, I'm all for Mike Myers, big fan mm-hmm. of his. Um, I'm all for him playing different characters. But eight? Can he do eight, eight, uh, eight like different? <laughs> Literally, you'd have an easier time picking the people that aren't played by Mike Myers in this. <laughs> uh, so it is really a, a throwback to, you know, certainly the Austin Powers films. And it's in that kind of vein, you know. I've only seen the first three episodes. It dropped uh, today. I've only seen the first three episodes. There's only six. It's it's very good fun, but it is that kind of... In the same way, you know, some of the Austin Powers stuff was a little bit crude, a lot of kind of poopy jokes and things mm. like that. There is that in here, you know. Okay. But it also has a, a big a heart, a big heart to it. The main premise is there is this uh, secret society which is made up of five Powers Powerful men, and they're all played. Well, four of them, I should say, are played by Mike Myers. Um, there's a, a kind of Rupert Murdoch-style media mogul. There's a Russian oligarch. There's an old British lord. There's a, a legendary mu- music manager who managed Alice Cooper and keeps telling stories about him. Um, but there's also another character that he plays is a, a Canadian reporter called. Ken Scarborough. Now he's a real kind of throwback to the seventies. He's one of these, you know, man in the street kind of things. Yes. And his his producer kind of says, nobody wants to see a reporter go up to the man in the street and get a vox pop. It's all on Twitter now. That's where you get the oh. man in the street view. So his job is in danger. So he basically go. He needs a big story. So he heads off to Canadian conspiracy convention. The Con Con, and that's where he hears about the Pentaverus, and he sets off to uncover the truth about the Pentaverus and expose them. Like I really enjoyed the first three episodes. You've got people like uh, Keegan Michael Key in there. You've got Jennifer Saunders in there, Um, and it is if if you're looking for something that harkens back to those Austin Powers style comedies, then you'll enjoy it. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Pentaverit on Netflix uh, now. It's on Netflix now. Uh, okay, right. so we have our TV movies of the weekend and it wouldn't be a Friday if we didn't have a Western. No, that's right. Tonight on TG4 at five past nine is El Dorado from 1963, uh, directed by Howard Hawks. It's uh, it's kind of very similar to Rio Bravo, the storyline, and it stars John Wayne as well. And he plays Cole Thornton, a gunfighter for hire, who joins up with an old friend of his, Sheriff J.P. Hara, played by Robert Mitchum, and a young gunslinger, played by a very young James Caan. And they start, set out to help a rancher and his family fight a, a big rancher who's trying to steal their water supply. So it's good. It's it's a good old-fashioned uh, Western. John Wayne, Robert Mitchum, and young James Caan. What else could you want? Yeah, absolutely. T.G. Carr, five past nine. Uh, also on tonight, and this is brilliant. Um, I've watched this uh, fairly recently and really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's on RT2 tonight at 10. That's right. Couldn't be more different than El Dorado. Call, be, <laughs> call Me By Your Name from 2017. It's set in 80s Italy. It's a bit of romance between a young 17-year-old student and uh, his father is a, a professor and his father's research assistant comes to join him. It stars Timothy Chamelet, who everyone loves to look at. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got Army Hammer in there and uh, Michael Stuhlberg, who's a great actor who and turns up in a little 
small part in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse's Madness as well. And look, if you if you want to kind of look at some beautiful scenery and beautiful people in that beautiful scenery, then call me by your name. You could oh, do it is. It's, it's gorgeous looking, yeah. Uh, also, we have on Saturday night a good bit of a throwback here. I haven't seen this now in Yonks. Oh, but I had to put it in there. Yeah. I think, for my money, it's one of the best films of the 70s. This is Network from 1976. And it's quite a prophetic movie, I think, about the media and, you know, what you might call the exploitation of 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 what, you know, would have been the news. So it's about an anchorman who has a breakdown live on air and starts basically... Got, people will know the famous line, I'm mad yes. as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah. And what happens is the Network then exploits him and he becomes a kind of a not exploits him not only for profit but they kind of sell him as a modern day profit as well and towards the film you towards the end of the film they find out that you know he's not as easy to control as they might have thought Mm. great cast um uh, you know you've got uh, william holden faye dunaway and peter i want to say peter finch yes peter finch the australian actor he's brilliant yeah, and if you haven't seen it, it's like it's up there as kind of one of those ones of all time. It's that a, kind of it really watch, is yeah. a must-see movie, yeah. yeah. And that's on TG4 at a quarter past nine on Saturday, Saturday night. Okay, you better put them out of their misery. Who is our mystery voice? It was, believe it or not, Mike Myers. Yes. So, of course, the man behind the Pentaverus and Austin Powers and Wayne's World and all of that. And Shrek, of course. Of but course, yes, that was him. Shrek. So if you got it, you should really feel... <laughs> you feel good about yourself because feel fairness, very proud very tricky proud. one this week but uh, as always Niall thank you so much for Jam Packed Real Reviews we'll chat to you next week talk to you next week 11 to 1 Getting to your messages, Eamon. I'm so sorry I missed this. I'm only copping it now. Uh, he says, uh, this is flaming, Eamon. Hi, Sinead and Niall. I watched the film uh, The Outfit last night. Oh my God, what a film. I was blown away. You would think Agatha Christie wrote the script. So I hadn't heard of this, so I did a quick Google search. Looks like it's quite good. It was out about a month ago, I think. Um, so I'm not sure. Is it still in cinemas or did you find it on streaming? Maybe you might let us know. But I, I think it's out a little while. And it centres on Leonard. He's um, kind of a quiet enough guy he runs a tailor's shop in 50s in in the 50s in Chicago and also this shop serves kind of as a drop off point for a local crime syndicate and uh, things go awry let's just say when uh, one of the uh, bosses I think the mob boss is shot and brought to the shop and things go awry thank you so much for that recommendation Eamon the outfit it's called if you want to check it out uh, I don't know might be selected cinemas maybe still you might catch it there I want to say a congratulations to Bernie she is Bernie Farley Patrick Street our mystery voice winner of course it was Mike Myers so of Omniplex tickets will be winging its way to you. That is a lot on the show for today and for this week. I hope everyone has a great weekend and don't forget if you are taking part in Darkness into Light don't forget to send Chris Murray your messages and videos on 086 1800 658. He'll be right here from about half three or so in the morning bringing you some great tunes to get you walking and get you moving. That is a lot as I say. Have a great weekend. We leave you at Rick Astley. Chat to you Monday. 11 to 1. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 